Pay money. Taylor Ramsey in the building. The man behind the gains. The mastermind. The mastermind behind Sports Academy. They said you built Sports Academy from the ground up with your own hands. Yeah, barehanded. Barehanded. <laughs> barehanded. No yeah. designs. Brick by brick. Yeah, brick by brick. It has been built brick by brick, but there's been so many different pieces <laughs> that have gone into that yeah. over the last couple of years. You're just being humble. You're just being humble. It's okay. It's okay. Well, I'm, I'm building. For the last six weeks, we've been able to build a lot. Oh. And I think that we're going to continue to build with the combine program for this year, off-season training, everything, all these, like, youth programs that are actually coming back. We had to, like, shut everything down with COVID mm. and completely reset the game plan because before we were Mamba Sports Academy. Yeah, okay. And COVID and then obviously the tragedy that had happened that January, we really had to come up with a new game plan. And with COVID, everything shut down. So there's no programs. There's no place for people to put their kids. Yeah. Right? And, you know, they, there started to be these, like, pop-up programs at parks. But we did everything that we could, moved our equipment outside, and, and mm. kind of kept it rolling and built the programs back from the ground up. Yeah. And that's after laying off so many, like, great coaches. and They had to go find their own way. So, um, you know, the way that we've built back, the way that we've put this team together ends up being pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't even think of COVID as, I mean, that was a factor. Right, especially for, like, fitness and gym. It's so weird, too, because, like, that's what helps. Like, working out is what helps you build immunity versus, like, viruses. (laughs) So it was kind of, like, a bad deal in that sense as well, double-edged. There were plenty Um, of things that I didn't agree with. I think with the regulations that were going out. Yeah, I thought Ventura was more lax because it's not LA County, you know. It's they follow the guidelines very closely. Oh, they do. So we were probably like one zone out if it was red. We were like one above it. Orange, so, uh, <laughs> orange, yeah. But yeah. still, you had to wear masks. Still, you couldn't work out. But inside. there was like there was loopholes, right? Like you can do outdoor or, or like how did that work? I think we did everything by the book. Well, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying y'all. Yeah. He's like, all right, we're getting the police coming yeah, over in exactly. about 30 minutes. Start well, running no, it that, down. That's that's kind of that's kind of funny because they w- <laughs> the police would come and check. Actually, yeah, and sure. there was a time where it was NFL offseason. We had everything rolling, and I had literally the uh, uh, our liaison came back and was saying, "Hey, there's a sheriff. Like, needed basically not be training in here right now. Really? In the middle of the, like training. Imagine like you had like, to wear masks and all that. We were wearing masks. Yeah, definitely. While you're training." Definitely. Everyone that was in there had to wear masks. Eventually, it became a choice for the people that were participating in the program. Obviously, everybody signs a waiver, but Uh there is some social responsibility. Um, But we really were training outside as much as possible. And we do a lot of our field training on, uh, as you've seen. it's running, right? I mean, how has that interfered? You know? (laughs) (laughs) They're going to get upset. Well, it's, with our medical programs, it became a uh, essential Business, gotcha. right? Oh, nice. uh, okay. It's a, in order for people to you actually like looping in together. Well, they had to maintain, you know, everything that we do, as you've seen, yeah. has a medical side integrated within what we do in sports performance. So as long as we stayed up to par with, I guess, what was being asked of them, yeah, with the regulations, and I think we did pretty well. Right. Solid. But we literally had to get interns to take all the trap bars and run outside and literally set everything <laughs> yeah. up. So they came in like, oh, yeah, it looks pretty good in here. You guys uh, are doing it right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Man, if I told you what we did at USC, like when we first got oh there. Oh, my gosh. It, so they set up tents on the turf. 
and they brought out like you know kettlebells barbells racks no we didn't have racks i remember we didn't have racks because in order to back squat you had to clean press and then put it on your back and so you can only put you can only clean or press so much weight you can't really squat heavy (laughs) yeah it definitely limits your options right we literally had to buy new racks and just put them outside oh okay so there was a lot of adaptation i think that that happened but it's been beautiful to see three years later now that we've built back and there's so many different programs and so many different Mm. ways that we benefit the community yeah did you guys transition at all or do like a hybrid now I know a lot of people do like here. We'll send you videos, and you can do this. Or like, did you guys do anything? Try to do any like technological advancements in that sense? Well, so that was the interesting thing because right off top, we said people need workouts. Okay, so we started filming. Yeah, and we filmed all these like at home workouts. And I guess if you scroll back far, far enough on my Instagram, you can see them um, mm. where we would provide fitness programs just free. Um, but after we built all of this content with like basketball skills, soccer skills and everything, yeah. like, uh, you know, the partnership with Mamba and sports Academy, um, I'm not sure exactly what happened with it. Um, it just fell through for whatever. Well, you know, with, the, with that tragedy and plus with COVID and everything that was happening, they really need to, they were probably just focused on their legacy mm-hmm. and not having to deal with some external source of, of, I guess, focus. Cause he was focusing, like, he would come up and be at all the tournaments. His daughter was playing in the games, uh, in the leagues, and we were building. So yeah. you'd see Kobe in there pretty often? Pretty often, just about every week or every other week That's at least. That's so cool. He yeah, trained there? He was, he was very, very uh, involved in the time that he was there. Okay. And the, it was Mamba Sports Academy for maybe just a year. Yeah, yeah um, that's what a lot of people remember it as. Like. Right, and it was founded as Sports Academy. Okay. And I think that once uh, he saw what was going on there, and all the different levels of integration. Um, he kind of saw an opportunity. For sure. And, and, and obviously, I don't know. I'm just speculating, I guess. Yeah. And how did you get in? What's your, like, background with working with them and just kind of getting the sports and all that? So I came to Sports Academy as an educator. Okay. Right? So um, I help interns get jobs, um, teach interns. I kind of created an educational curriculum that helps people understand what it takes to be a performance coach. Okay. Cause it's not just personal training. Um, it's not just fitness coaching, but it, it ha- you have to pay attention to the fitness levels because you can't just do the cool stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, so I was an athlete. Uh, <laughs> I'm an athlete, definitely an athlete. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me rethink that. Yeah. Um, so I played football in college, Southeast Missouri state, CMO, hey. Red Ox. Represent. Yeah. Um, oh, I know them. Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Not a lot of people do. CMO. SEMA, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you'll see it. Uh, I've talked to like their coaches in the past. Nice. When I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar with who's the coach right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I played there. And since I, trans- since I transferred from a Ventura County, like California Junior College. Juco product. Juco product. Um, I guess some credits didn't transfer. So I had to take classes that were prerequisites for another. And based That's on. Annoying. Just the way it was the way that I was canceled. Because my, after my senior year, I go and talk to the dean, and she's like, "Oh, we could have we could have overlooked that." <laughs> no. So I had a whole extra year, but it allowed me to get a different. That uh, you didn't uh, need. Well, I I think I needed it. You know, God, God. Well, I'm saying by credit, you didn't need it. No, I had a hundred 
70 out of 120 credits when I graduated. Jeez. So I had a double, extra work. I had a double it's major. It it's not extra if you need it, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that's our strength coach at USC. Well, no, I understood everything and I couldn't wait to be a professional. But it gave me an actual opportunity. So within that year, I interned with every sport through the strength and conditioning staff. That's right. At SEMO. Yeah, at SEMO. Okay. And so um, when I was there, the strength coach actually offered some educational courses too, right? So he was one of the professors. And so I took his, like, I understood his system. And then I was working with it with every sport as an athlete as well. Mm. So I just felt at home there. Um and then I got an internship with Exos in San Diego. Yeah. So, um, is Makai training there? Exos? There's several one. They have one in Arizona. Jay, too. Uh, J-Mac was training at Exos last year. I, I know he was for sure. I, I don't yeah. know if Makai is. I think it's a great place to train. Um, you know, I learned a lot from those coaches. I had some great mentors. Yeah. Um, and as far as I can, I was, con- as, as far as I was concerned, um, it was the gold standard. Yeah. And, you know, they're always a high level. They always produce. At yeah. that time, they had maybe 300 out of 330 um, combine athletes training with them. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Yeah, they, they had, they like, they a total combat. monopoly on it. It's uh, totally changed since then. It, well, I think that overall, everything is starting to shift a little bit more um, towards smaller groups, right? Five to ten, yeah. maybe, maybe 15 guys. So they have big groups? Well, so we've had, had big groups, too. So, right? Oh, well, they have a lot of facilities. Though. Everybody's strategy was, um, I guess, grab a bunch of people. I think we had 27 in. That's uh, a huge group. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot to keep track of. Yeah. Because we've seen in this program, like, I really try to take time to get to know you guys, spend time. And, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, with 27 guys, we still got to, we still got to know them. Um, it wasn't probably as intimate work, but it was definitely enjoyable. Right. Yeah. And we've kind of like narrowed down the classes per year. What do you, what do you, is like a perfect number you think for the prep stuff? It's been different every time. Okay. Um, but last year we had seven and it, that was perfect. The year yeah. before that we had 13. That was perfect. Now we have six. That's yeah. perfect. Uh-huh. You know, it just, just depends. It presents different opportunities, I think, and different learning outcomes. Uh, it's cool to have more like hands-on like more eyeballs on you because like in a college i mean there's no way really to prevent it because the team's like 115 guys and so you have what like four or five strength coaches so it's like there's gonna be a lot of reps that no one's looking at you and a lot of guys probably doing technique not the right way but with us well i mean that's just how it is yeah it's impossible yeah it's impossible because you have four full-time strength coaches or whatever we have seven and i still think right there's just so many there's too many guys and but with what we're doing you know, because it's, like, you and, like, Zach and those dudes, but, like, all the, also all the interns. Who are yes. like, like, there's always someone on top of you, either, like, spotting you or, like, telling you where to go and, like, just kind of, like, maintaining the whole deal. So it's cool. It's it's yeah. different. No, we try yeah. to make it definitely feel like everything's hands-on. Yeah. Um, you know, everything's included. And we're trying to guide you through the process so that you're not asking questions throughout the day. What should I be doing or how should I yeah. be doing this? Right. We're just kind of presenting options. And then uh, eventually everyone kind of develops their own routine, things that they're comfortable with, things that actually they feel like that's making them better. Um, so kind of you, like you've developed probably some of the favorites from the corrective exercise that you feel like you should do on a daily basis. Right. Um, 
So those are good things. And and just having those extra sets of eyes, having the medical team involved. And there's so many people that aren't seen within the realm of actual training because there's the recovery room, the massage therapist. Oh, yeah. Like everyone that's uh, providing treatment on the medical side, Dr. Bo, Dr. Tyler, uh, and then my whole staff is, uh, along with the interns. So there's a lot of people. There's a lot of eyes. Um, no one's just standing around. Everyone's always helping out. Yeah. Everyone has a role and everyone's included. And for, so guys in college right now, maybe potentially wanted to do the NFL, like walk me through like a week, a day, like how is the structure for guys that are like, okay, next year I want to do prep, but like, I don't know what really that consists of, you know, like, well, is it prep for the combine or prep for the next season? Probably prep for the combine. Yeah. So prep for the combine becomes very specific. You get out of your season, uh, Typically, you have about eight weeks. Maybe you have a couple weeks off, depending on when's, when was your last game. If you have a bowl game, then maybe a few less weeks. And then you, if you're invited to the Senior Bowl, the East-West Shrine game, those you things. Lose a whole week, yeah. Lose an entire week right in the middle of it, right? Right in week five, you're you're thrown into the fire. And, um, right. you know, some feedback that, that they got was they, they didn't stretch. They didn't warm up. They, they just threw them right in and. Uh, kept them working all day. Didn't get didn't really. They wouldn't stretch before practice. No, that's what uh, that's what they, they were saying. Yeah. Really? Well, I mean, they would be, be like a because it's a NFL staff. You would think like yeah, but they don't care. They, it's not they, their. They players. care. They care. They're expecting you to take care of yourself mm-hmm. and to do all your care and to do all your prep and to you know to. So you should be ready to go before you hit the field, kind of like you just do shit on your own. Yeah, but, but I mean that's hard because they're asking so much for you. Or from you right. there. So. And they're probably not used to it. Usually, like, you warm up on yeah. it. Well, yeah. Well, that might be why so many guys got hurt, too. Yeah, I, I would say so. And, and like, you're and pushing yourself. There was, like, Tay said, about four or five dudes who can't even compete uh, in Indy at Combine. Because, like, soft tissue injuries, a pool, strains, whatever. That's it terrible. sucks, dude, Yeah. Because right? it's, like, it's probably the biggest day of your life to that point is <laughs> the Combine. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, how you much is this? You didn't warm up right, and then like one practice, you like you pull a hammy. It's like, all right, that's it. Yeah. So like, how much money do you lose, right? Yeah, Who knows? No, it's definitely. It's, if you're not like a a lock to be a first rounder, and you, like you really need that day. What is yeah? What is the risk reward of like if you're invited to one of those? That you even be just like, nah, I don't want to do it. Yeah, you know? it's interesting. If you if you feel like you have enough that shows who you are as a player. Um, and you don't have any issues off the field or, or things like that, and you know you you tend to have the ability to make a decision on those type of things. Yeah. Um, obviously, they want all the best players to play, but most of the best players know that they're valuable. And yeah. you know, they made it through. God bless they made it through the season, yeah. putting themselves in another position to then go be affected by possible Outside. risk of injury when yeah. you've already put enough on film. And that game, you know, it, it, it means what it means. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good that can come from it. A lot of people can vault themselves. Um, I wouldn't say that it, it necessarily hurts people too much, uh, except for the their training and where it, that it sets them when they return, mm. um, or what they're doing to prepare, and if they're preparing the right way for within the time set bounds, uh, what skills you're working on and, and the different qualities that you're kind of trying to develop because eight weeks isn't a very long time to develop something. It's physical. not. Yeah, it's really not. And so, especially if people are coming off with uh, season with injuries and just things that they're dealing with, like yeah, little yeah. eggs and pains. Um, you've seen different ways that we've had to ramp and we've taken, yeah. you know, several different roads, which is also, you know, that's why we want to have a smaller class um, because we've had to take several, several different roads to get to the same place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, that's the great thing about having a great team is that 
Um, those it's easily navigated when you do need to make adjustments. Um, but what it looks like is you've never spent six to eight hours in a day, just like on a, on a full-time job working on your body. And so when you come out of college, it's like, all right, well, I don't have that much response. I don't have that responsibility. And that's why, you know, hopefully an agent will help you out paying for training, paying for meals, paying for uh, housing and, and just making the process easier on you so that you can just focus on go develop your body all day, every day, recover hard, sleep yeah. well, you know, and, they, and they're trying to reach out and give you enough products that you can do that. Like, hey, take care of your sleep. Here's a new mattress like yeah you can see that they're making an attempt to help people be healthy but you know you can only lead a horse to water yeah for sure um so training is it's it's tough you come in you get a medical screen you go through corrective exercise go to the field early it's cold uh, yeah you know getting your movement session in probably 75 to 90 minutes and what was, time in the morning is that oh uh, we started at 8 15 um yeah. typically back to the facility by 10 uh, then you either have film position work meetings just depending on which day it is um, and then we'll do a lift after lunch um, always giving feedback and yeah. in that meet in that middle time all the coaches are kind of discussing what we saw in the day and how we need to adjust what happens later in the afternoon because the weight room is where we we just take all the goals on the field and try to mm. kind of back that yeah right so there's a lot of adjustments that need to be made throughout the day um but get done lifting about three and hit the recovery. Recovery. Get an ice bath, get a Normatec, the uh, hyperbaric chamber, uh, the sauna. Sauna soon, yeah. Right, sauna soon. So definitely blessed to have all of those components in, in addition to the nutrition and yoga and everything right. else all in one place. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll walk you through a Monday for me, Matt. Like, okay. So run in the morning. That's at 8. And it's speed work, conditioning, short, long, no, top end, it's acceleration? Usually, the, it depends, right? So, like, Mondays will be, like, 40, like, speed training. And, kind of, and like, Tuesdays more. Um, change of direction. Change, yeah, change. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, like, football specific, but, like, kind of, like, it, it's different. It's, it's more, it's more uh, specific to the drills, like the, the, the agility drills, drills in the yeah. combine. Gotcha. Um, just making, but then... Fridays have a little bit more chaos as far as, like, decision-making and open field movements and, and just different things that are required in the game as well as, you know, they need to be very good at this test. So we have three days a week that we work on actual just speed. One's acceleration, one's top speed, and then one special is, like, whatever you need the most of. Okay. And then we really focus on the technique there. And, um, you know, hopefully every week all of the gains in the weight room paying off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so I'll, I'll go back to the Monday. Ready? So Run. Then we do cognition, which is like mental, uh, you know, like hand-eye coordination, like processing speed stuff. So it's called like cognition. Okay. So it's like a competition, right? All right. So run, cognition, then usually we'll watch the tape of the run. That's like another like 30, 40 minutes. You're eating in between. And then, yeah, you just like eat after. Or like there'll be like a 30, 40 minute window. Okay. And then lift and then if you need like treatment rehab, like everyone doing some form of recovery, but like for me with my injury, my Achilles, I'll get like some treatment. So it's like another hour. And then usually I meet with my quarterback coach throw for another like hour and a half, then come back more treatment, like hop into hyperbaric, get home. And by that point it's like seven. So it's like, it's yeah. almost like a 12 hour day, and then you but it's like sleep? straight. Yeah. Like yeah. eating train recovery. So it's like, and you just wake feel, up and do it dude? again. Like after like three days, I feel like you just be toast. <laughs> no? Sometimes, but like, you know, you kind of mix it. Like, today was Wednesday, right? 
So it's like an off day, quote unquote. So it's like there's hot yoga available and guys kind of like, I guess the point is to rest your nervous system a little bit, right? Or, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah like, exactly. So we go two days hard and kind of have this method where um, we're controlling chaos throughout the week. Yep. Um, take that Wednesday off. They have the option for hot yoga, which really is more just like a little bit of mindfulness, a little stretching, bit of stretching, like yeah. just like. They're they're laying on the ground more like often he was than asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Mike's like, oh dude, I fell asleep. I fell asleep so early in yoga. I'm like, at sounds, the beginning, yeah. sounds tough. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, no, but it's, it's it's great, and I think that's the kind of the speed that's developed um, because our yoga teacher definitely, I would say, like kind of caters to like the needs of the group. And you'll see that like NFL yeah. yoga will be a little bit tougher because they like to flow, they like to sway, mm-hmm. they like to you know, feel like they're doing some work. Well, as well. they're training differently too. They're training differently because yeah. it's, it's not as like compact, dense training within eight weeks. Yeah. I mean, they smash all this training in. Like, like they're just coming months. in. <laughs> yeah. well, they're coming in for like two to three hours. Yeah. Right. Especially for the first month, it's two hours and they're out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not as, not as uh, intensive as, as the combine training. Right. Yeah. Different, different deal. Yeah. No, it's, it's a different animal for sure. Yeah. But, um, but it works. Like you got results. We were talking about, like this group last year like everyone pr'd at the combine yeah which is which is awesome and like dudes were beating their estimates by like four tenths of a second like three you know which is insane you know like guys yeah yeah, like times that dudes never thought they'd be able to run and that's just i'm curious so like you train hard right for those eight weeks and then the combine week it's always that like it's different days for each position obviously right but um do you train like because you want to be fully recovered, but you don't want to take too too much time? Like, do you stop yeah. training like four days before you actually have to run, or when is that point where it's like we recover? Rest now? your body, yeah. yeah. Right, when like, shoot, I need to know this. You know, I'm kind of <laughs> curious, like, uh, how long? You know, that's that's the interesting thing. Is okay, that there's not like a facility that is available in the past. There hasn't been a facility, a field, or like weights in available, Indy, right? Yeah. So this is like you're there for three, four days of just interviews, medical, and sitting in, and, you know, and mm. we'll get stories that it's like, okay, they got us up, we had to have breakfast at 6.30, and then you had interviews, 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 and then went to the medical. Um, something happened, so you got to go through medical again. Ends up, like, one of our guys was there for seven hours one day. Um, just really? In, just just in, in the medical? Sitting in the hospital. Just sitting, waiting That's for, crazy. waiting for, like, two MRIs that, like, he was already cleared on. But, um, right. it, but it is what it is, and, and whoever's there can, can actually ask. Um, or whatever they want. That's why they're there. Right. Um, and then interviews, 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 and they'll call us at like 11, 30, 12. And they're like, dude, I just got out. haven't eaten. Oh it's God. like, well, we know just that. Just losing weight. And then you got to weigh in the next day. And like, well, well, we know that. So we'll get them food. Right. Oh, and okay. then they can come Are you guys us. with them there? Yeah. So we're literally every step of the way. Oh, or okay. We have a suite where we'll bring a rack, a treadmill, um, you know, all the equipment, the hyperbarics, the recovery gotcha, stuff, okay. and, and just in a ballroom, we'll have everything set up. So we, That's true. So we have a little training center, and but the thing is, you got to come at 11, 30, 12, and you might have to run your whole 40 routine then. Really? Because we still have to, in a hallway in a hotel, in, in tennis shoes. So... <laughs> 100%. That's not, wild. Not, not joking. Because you Price just got to get it, man. Yeah. Price to be great. Then you lose out on sleep, though. Then you're not recovered. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you're going you're gonna to get it, the sleep. In the hyperbaric. The, well, that, that might help, right? Uh, and what also might help is being prepared for the stress and having people that are there, like, 
you know, maybe you don't have to go all day without meals because I got a little bird scooter and I'm bringing out Chipotle or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uber Eats, what you want? <laughs> like, dude, dude. Well, they don't have time. They don't have time. So I literally yeah. had to, like, meet them in between buildings and, like, throw them a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Just throw it at them. So, <laughs> so uh, That's, um, That's crazy, it. dude. It's a pretty cool experience. But, you know, like because you, you still have to you still have to hit speed numbers. You still have to hit these progressions. You still yeah. have to like, have confidence in your, in your movements and, and know your step progressions and, uh, we practice that literally until, the, like, we'll do a primer before you go in, uh, to the field. And and, and do you warm them up, or they warm up with um, so the people there? It's, a, it's, it's the stadium in, in Indianapolis, and yeah. it's cold, and it's empty. Yeah. And you have an end zone in there. So, all right, go warm up. You're up in 10 minutes. You're just on your own. Yeah, yeah you're up in 10 minutes. You'll see your name flash and go. Jeez, Get two shots okay. and go. Can you tell the story of uh, Aiden or some? Remember you were saying when he wasn't warming up. Oh, that was I think that was a less story. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, he was a he was definitely uh, in meditation, but he'll, he'll often do that. Like anytime that he's gonna go perform something, yeah. I've, I've often seen him go and sit and just like kind of you can see him get into he like a visualizes zone. things before definitely, he does it. Yeah, yeah. no, he, and and he'd explain that, and I think that he does that with. Basically everything that he does, and he'll sit and visualize it, and make sure that he goes through and feels confident before he actually does anything. Yeah. So that was a that was definitely a cool thing to see, just throughout the process. You know, uh, there was a couple times that he slipped. Uh, I think running the the shuttle drill, and he just like went back centered. You could tell he like closed his, closed his eyes and focused for a little bit, mm. came back and crushed it. Right. So, sick. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's pretty cool. Um, but he, like basically, you have ten minutes. Do your warm up routine and run. So if you don't warm up correctly, yeah, you're or it's screwed. like you know, if you don't have a routine put in place where you feel comfortable going through some progression in ten minutes, then what happens is you just like, you know, do some basic stretches, hop yeah. out there, and that's you're not why ready. I, well, a lot of people get hurt, mm. right? It's another thing. Is you got hurt? Oh, his hammy, right? Yeah. Well, a lot of people pull their hamstring running the forty, but maybe it's because they didn't run that week, or you know, mm. they're. Maybe it was a sleep thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was a stress thing. Maybe it was not warming up properly. Yeah. Y- you never know exactly what the cause is, but it, it definitely happens. Crazy. So I think as long as you don't like fall and trip like Chris Jones. Remember that <laughs> right. one? His, his wang was out. Yeah, bro. It He's came like, out completely. Yeah. And yeah. He almost fell on his face. And then he ended up being like the best D tackle in the NFL. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like he kind of made up for it. But yeah, uh, like, that's probably the most embarrassing. Yeah, that's that's like worst. when you say worst case scenario. That's I mean that's that's yeah, it. Fall, have your <laughs> have your privates out, and then and then have to get back up and run again. You lose. I think like you go from second round to like fifth on that. You know? like, <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. it's a bad deal. Nice. It's a bad yeah. Deal. No. <laughs> I don't think he fell very far. Really, I don't, I don't know. Don't quote me on it, but if, I don't know. if that was a reason, well, you know, trip because you're junk. No, fell out I don't while think you fell in the. Well, I think draft. it's just a, it's a bad look. Yeah, and it's just like, embarrassing. That sucks. I don't know. Maybe it's like you're clumsy, so you maybe like you second. Or it's think just it. like you've it's been like, training for eight weeks, and, and then you finally the get your, you're yeah. like, bro, I spent eight <laughs> weeks of training for that. I'd be hot. But the the Twitter meltdown is probably the worst oh, part. Yeah, Everyone just the memes and making fun of you. Jeez, that's bad. Or how about the one in the gauntlet where that guy was, uh, was it Trent? Oh, hit? Yeah, that guy hit, he hit the like face. three times. Yeah, like he turned the wrong way. He's yeah. like, boom, boom. <laughs> dude, that's got to be rough, too. Cause you're you just got to live with dude. it, too. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, well, that's your rep. Yeah, they only day. give you one, too. Yeah. Like, Gosh, you know? God. 
Yeah. The NFL coaches don't care. They're just like, all right, off the list. Do you guys practice, like, the stress part? Like, because that's a stressful thing. Being like, okay, you have 10 minutes, go run, you get one. This is your entire career. You've been training 20 years for this. Yeah, like replicating. Like, the, yeah, do you, how do you guys, do you guys work on moment. that stress or, like, yeah, having we'll, to help you? We'll kind of have, like, mock days uh-huh. where you come to the field and the coaches will be there. But they're not you know, talking to you. No, no music. You know, we'll greet you, say what's up, but, you know, hey, you're up in 15 minutes. Run. And, you know, like, all right, should I foam roll? Should I stretch? Like, yeah. Uh, so, you just don't respond. We'll give them a card uh-huh. that just has a full routine, just a little laminated card they can keep mm. in their pocket and they can travel with. And That's uh, smooth. They kinda, it, it's all the things that you keep that you've been doing. And we've been meticulous with literally every single day doing every like being consistent. Yeah. We well, do the same certain, activation, certain, certain, certain routines um, for certain things. Right. Yeah. And, and we keep that consistent. So when you're doing something, you have the same uh, prep and the same feeling of, of going into it. So, okay. That makes sense for sure. Yeah. So you just came back from, you were in Vegas, right? You guys went to the Shrine Bowl. We went to the Shrine Bowl. Yeah. How was that? It was quick. Um, yeah. A lot of good food. Really? Had, What'd you uh, get? Yeah, now we had Peruvian food. Uh, Bro, you guys had, love Peruvian food. Is it, who is it? Is it less or is it you? It's just luck. Um, luck? But, uh, it's <laughs> luck that everywhere we go, there's good Peruvian food. Uh, no, no, it's, it's more than it's more than <laughs> that, bro. It's like every time I'm like, where are you going to go eat? It's Peruvian. Well, no, I think that's just a, a big hit in uh, Thousand Oaks. Like, it's a Thousand Oaks thing? Well, no. Just, I hate Just, like just mouthful. Like, it just happens that we're in... Uh, Thousand Oaks and Mouthful is actually it, it was like one of the top we 100 went, restaurants or whatever. Is like, it, it's very good. We went to a different one close to Mouthful called Limena. Have you been to that one? Uh, I have not. Uh, I went. Uh, me, Mike, and Jane last night. It was just really good. Nice. Yeah. Well, so then you guys love Peruvian food. Yeah, look at this guy. He's talking. Well, he's getting it. Was it, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't my choice. What'd you get? Lomo Saltado. Uh, no, I got a steak and rice and like a fried egg on top. It was good. It was good. Exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> he's like no oh no no gosh. not that no, you wouldn't get that <laughs> that's on the menu wasn't that uh, Lomo Saltado is, the, is no, steak, no, steak no, rice and potatoes and but it's prepared differently uh, maybe yeah, I don't know I wouldn't be able to <laughs> no, no, I do know I'm, uh, yeah, so, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to claim to know everything about proving uh, <laughs> I mean, you eat it every day <laughs> I, no, I, I eat probably more Mexican food than anything really I, you I, like I, Mexican the most well, I consider myself uh, Southwestican but you know <laughs> Southwestican. <laughs> well I just so being born you know born and raised in Southern California um, there's a lot of tacos on the menu, right? There's tacos oh, for everywhere. Sure. Breakfast, like if you want, if you want good food, you just go to a little mini market, any single mini market. I guarantee they're prepped in the back with a whole table with all all the ingredients. Uh, it's like, yeah, hey, tacos. Not at South Central. Um, I mean, around here or yeah, there's, it, the yeah. Ventura County mm-hmm. it, uh, has uh, definitely a, different. Well, it's got, you know, Hispanic influence in multiple different ways. So there's, yeah, all of carnis- there's carniceries, carniceries everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, also, all of a sudden, California, for sure. Um, but we also had, um, I think we had some Southern food. And then, uh, yeah, no, that was good. Some soul was food? Good. Anyway, I then, love uh, Southern food. Man. And Jamaican as well. Ooh, so, all right, all right. Yeah, so in, in you know, 24 hours of travel, yeah. able to get some good food. Yeah, Vegas has some good spots, man. We had a good time. We, went, we did the uh, Pac-12 championship out there. Nice, yeah. Uh, besides really? the game itself, it was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about that one? Well, I mean, we could, but no, it was no, just, you're you know. Good. You're good. Uh, cool. Well, On to the next yeah, job, no, not finished. 
<laughs> Job not finished. Job not finished. No, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, we got to stay the night too. Like guys who uh, were injured and like weren't dressing out or whatever, mm. like they let you just stay the night. And so we didn't anticipate losing, but we had like stuff set up already. Right, right, right. I think so it was like, yeah, yeah. That was. I mean, it was fine. How was it just partying with the with the dudes who just beat you though? Unfortunate. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still, you're not well, going like to let it ruin your good time though. Well, you know, the tight end put up like 200 yards or something. And then when he's next to you, you know, going crazy, you're just like, yeah, it's a tough deal. Yeah. It's a tough deal. Well, I mean, football's a tough game. Yeah. You know the deal. Yeah. Um, it's a ball. They, they have a good team. Utah's yeah. a good team. Man. I mean, I'm sure it was a better game than the East-West Shrine game. Was it not? Yeah. Good? Well, it was like nine to six or something. I, I the final seven. score. Final score was like. It was either six to twelve or three to twelve, but there was no scoring. Why? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I'd, what the heck? I'd, they can't. They run just didn't. Zone. They just didn't throw the ball, I guess, or something. They tooted it. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the game was less than stellar, I would say. But I mean, it was. It's it was hard good to, to see. It was good to go see guys. our guys. It's a cool stadium. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was a. Uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of people there, but it's kind of just a slower game. Really, it was a lot of people. Not a lot of scoring. Um, obviously, families there and and whatnot. But it and was nice to be there and support coaches, guys at least, like uh, NFL scouts and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think that's the purpose of it. Yeah. But I, but I've always heard that uh, the week of practice is probably more important than the actual. That's what I've heard. Yeah. The one on ones and all that type Team of stuff. And well, seven you know, they can, then they can see if you're you know good with interviewing or your character and, and all these different like, qualities that you wouldn't see just in one game. Yeah. Uh, especially when there's so many good players in a game, it's hard to yeah. see. How many reps do you get? Like four or I something think they, like that? They might have four sets of players at each position so that they do like first, second, third, fourth quarter. That's what yeah, it felt like. I think like. they do like quarters. Yeah. That's it, what I'm saying. You get one quarter to show. That's like nothing. Yeah, the be. game's not, it's not even Yeah. like the thing they're looking at most. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but the practice, the practice, you know, went really well. And, you know, like Tay Wakes at the Senior Bowl had a very, balled, very, very good week practice. Out. Yeah. And I came home. You know? Yeah, so uh, he won the award for like best receiver like all week in practice, okay. and guys were getting injured. And he was like, "All right, like I'm not gonna play in the game." He just came, came back, smart, bro. Yeah. He jumped right back into the. You didn't need to. On like, he, he balled, man. So it's smart. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, you see what he's capable of, and no, no more questions. That was solid. He had like. I think I posted like five pictures on my story or uh, five uh, Twitter videos on my videos. Story. They were all just touchdowns. Just I mean, obviously it's practice and one on ones and stuff, but right, no, he nice routes, well. yeah, you know, take and play for sure. So I'm excited to see him at the next level. I'm excited to, to see what he's able to show. I guess with the numbers on the combine, he's smooth. He's really smooth. I'd compare him a lot to Jordan uh, from he's SC. He's he might be no, he's bigger than Jordan. I'm saying just route running, like his releases, sure. his quickness, uh, getting in and out of breaks, um, very similar. Like catch radius, yeah. Which is, I mean, Jordan's probably going, you know, mid to late first round, depending on how pro day goes. So, yeah, um, nah, he's definitely an athlete for sure. Yeah, from I think uh, as soon as Tay pulled up, you could tell how athletic he was. He didn't even need to move, um, but when he did, he had springs on his feet. So it's nice to see. Yeah, and that's what you want from a receiver. That's definitely what you want. What is like the biggest thing, guys? Generally, because I know it's different for each guy, but like. Is there anything that's overarching that most guys are like, okay, most guys need to work on this when they come to us? 
I think the speed's going to be a big focus because okay. I, there's so much emphasis put on the 40. Um, I mean, obviously, the, all the intangibles, you know, we're not going to be able to help everyone with everything. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll do interview prep, and there's uh, the amount of physical stress that we put you through in the program, the recovery, just like, so there's, there's a lot of uh, solutions to any of the problems that are there. But at the end of the day, so much time yeah so um what about like big misconceptions and like the strength community or, or like athletes or something like that or like where guys often are getting wrong or maybe training incorrectly or, or something that you see that you're like hey what i've seen in the industry is that it's elevating i think that there's more people that care mm. um so that, i mean sure there, i'm sure there has been misconceptions but there's also been things that worked right so the, the things that might work and the things that don't work are starting to narrow down to we know what works and everybody knows what works. Um, you know, so it's, it's kind of funny, like all the competitors, all, all the coaches that are there at the combine, we're sitting there watching it together uh, and, you know, celebrating each other's wins and, and yeah. say, oh, look, this, is, this is what we worked on. This is what we did. We're kind of sharing That's information. Cool. It's not, it's not like a competition. We need yeah. more people that care about people. And so, um, you know, putting the amount of care and, just focus into this program that we try to as coaches specifically uh, with me I try to be there present every day and be present with each person and you know it's two months where I have to go before the sun rise to after the sunset and just full speed yeah but you know it's, it's worth it to be able to share because all the coaches that are in this industry are doing that too and they're putting as much as they can into someone and that's how we move the industry forward it's how we You've seen faster times throughout the years. I think training has, be, training has become smarter. I'm not sure if injuries have gone down. Or, you know, I don't really claim to prevent injuries, but I will mm. get you prepared and confident. I think that confidence is a big thing. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. I just wonder where it's all going to go. Like, look, we've never seen offensive and defensive linemen running sub-fives, and now it's, like, almost normal, yeah. which is, like, crazy to even say. Like, it shouldn't be normal. Like, guys are just getting bigger and faster, stronger every year. Like, it's like a 4 3 used to be crazy. Right. Like, if you heard, like, even when I was growing up, yeah. I would never hear of guys running four, like, barely anyone. The 4 4 was always like 4 4. Yeah, yeah, if you, you run, run 4 4, that's you now move, it's like right? you have to run 4. Yeah, if you yeah. don't run 4 4, then you're a bum. Yeah. It's like, how did that happen in eight years, bro? Yeah, I think it's uh, literally when I was in middle school, it's like that 4 4 is the gold standard. Yeah, yeah that's the gold you know? standard. And then four threes, like, dude, like you should be in the Olympics for track, like. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like dudes are running four threes all the time. It's like if you're a skill, you better run four, 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 three. Like you have to. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or like your job style. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, exactly. is it going to go down to four twos in like another ten years? Like, yeah. this is crazy. And so even with that, like, there's a huge premium on how fast you can run. Yeah. Like you know, nothing's. It doesn't seem like as important as that. Obviously, yeah. the intangibles they have to be there. Obviously. You have to interview well, and you have to show up and be there and uh, be present within that process. But you know, do you always remember people's bench press reps? No. <laughs> you know? So like, so speeds for sure. Um, you know, we'll know kind of ranges for all the different players based on averages in the last five years on what range you should fall into. Like, where would be a red flag? Where would be a you know uh, a record or whatever? Uh -huh. um, and you know, it's not like we're trying to get into the middle of the pack, but. A lot of the focus is placed on not having any red flags. Mm. So it's like, hey, this we really need to shore up. And so we're not trying to make everything better. We're trying to make you good perform, enough that you show yeah. well, that you perform gotcha. well. And that you it's are almost like going a performance in a way. It, you're it, getting it them ready is. to perform and then, you know, show out to these people. They've already done what they've done. You know, it, 
just to make sure they don't slip on the performance. You know, they like, just got to perform the routine and then they're good, you know. So much pressure, but, you know, it is. since it's a routine, it, it becomes a little easier. Yeah. Cool, man. I think you just do something so many times, I'm hoping, and then you just, yeah. you just pull up and it's just... But still, it, it's going to be some level of... Well, you can take confidence. ...difference because... That. Yeah, I think confidence, but... You know, again, like, I don't know how you have, like, three NFL head coaches and, like, five GMs with clipboards and stopwatches and, like, you know, 50 scouts. Like, I don't know how you replicate, you know, it's like, how do you block that out? Do it like you do in the game, bro. Like, I if guess. somebody said, like, you're going to play in front of 100 It's 000. different, though, because I'm not a track at, hey, I'm a football player. I know, but, like. I've been throwing footballs get, my whole life. I haven't been You running. just get good at it. You, get, you take confidence in the fact that you, you've done it so many times. It's, yeah. it's like you do it. You Eight know? weeks, though. So it's like, huh, yeah. you got to be confident, bro. No, I, it's easier said than done. Yeah, bro. no. You got to play like you got to play, bro. <laughs> yeah, like it's just. No, it's hard. hard. I'm not saying yeah. it's easy. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying that that's how you it's just apply. It's a crazy that's deal. you got to approach yeah, it. Yeah, and it's man the, the biggest day of your life. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's you know? going to be tough. Yeah, no, it is. It's a huge day up to this point. For like, sure. obviously, things get easier. You're never going to have to run these tests again. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know when's the next time you'll run a 40, after you run your 40. Yeah, never. Uh, I don't know when you would ever need to run a, a, a shuttle or, or yeah. an Elcon. <laughs> I mean, all of the things you can see that it's applicable to the sport. And For it's just sure. that, that testing battery you know, apparently works with what they want to see. Are there smarter ways you could do it? You know, I'm sure they try to change the process. There's so many guys last year that just opted out of bench press because they don't want to do bench press on the same day that they did all their field work. Yeah, bro. Because uh, it used to be, I think, the day before, or or just a, 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 always been different days. So now they're doing the uh, when they put the bench press and the field work in the same day, everyone opted out. Like literally, I think there was like three running backs last year that why bench, no D lineman benched at all. Uh, why did they put it? I have, I couldn't answer. No, that. no, why? Why do they feel like it's a negative if, if it's your upper body ver- and then running is your just life? used all your stuff. Yeah, just just the stress of it, you know, having just, just your nervous through, system. Having just gone through an entire like imagine the D lineman would have had to do it at like eleven thirty at night after they've been there since like four. Oh, it's and that then late. they're gonna compare the yeah. numbers to people when they weren't doing <laughs> you know, you're gonna compare to yeah. people who are fresh right. and it looks and like then, you, you just know, a lot of guys are just like, Oh, I'll be able to just drink some C four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, or uh, what is the smelling salt? The ammonia. Yeah, Dude, that stuff. That's that stuff is cures it? everything, man. Bro. That adds like is that NSF certified? <laughs> it's just a smelling salt. <laughs> they they don't know that. Everyone does that. It's just yeah. smelling. Oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? It's a, you know what I'm talking about? The little. I know what the smelling salt. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the little, little. Um, they have the ones that you break, and they got the ones in the bottle. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is every every college does that. Do you use them? I have. Nice. Yeah. They're super useful for like a heavy squat day. I love it, bro. Is it just like, what, ammonia? Yeah. 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 They Fires use it to, to wake up people who pass out, who are out cold. Yeah. No. So it's super potent. Because it burns dude. your membrane. You know that, right? Dude, I'm That's sure it does, but that's 50 do pounds much. on my squat, so yeah. who cares, dude? Yeah, I'm sure it's Gains, not something. Bro. <laughs> I'm sure it's not something that the people are getting addicted to. Yeah, holy. So. No, it's not like that. It's just to get you riled up. Like, dude, I always said it. A big slap on your back. And a sniff of the ammonia. A slap in your back. That'll add at least at least ninety five pounds on your back squat. He reminds me of like a nineteen nineties strength coach for college football. Just, you don't, you don't just like like a, oh and and you go heavy metal blasting <laughs> and then you get like turn the lights off. Just Thirty of your teammates just on the side oh, going crazy. Bro, guess what we did this? You week. could put up any amount of weight on. Bro, bro, check this out. This week, um, we're doing. We've been doing like money sets. What they call it? It's basically like, um, 
the last two sets of our squat or like our bench, it's as like eighty percent as many as you can do. Um, and generally we're like three For to two five. sets is crazy. Dude, two sets is wild. <laughs> but uh, like if, if, if it's some if it's some big it, like numbers, like we had a couple like a couple guys doing five hundred. Yeah. Um, Coach Wiley bought like a uh, like one of those money guns. What's and, a money gun? Uh, oh, like it that shoots like the money out, like bills. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like after after like Barlow hit like five hundred for like three. Yeah, and they're like they're like spraying the money, like real money, real. No, it's like fake. Oh, uh, like monopoly money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was in the weight room. Everyone's just like, yo, Molly's <laughs> like money sets. <laughs> it was so funny, bro. We should start doing that. Yeah, it was lit. I got you. I got you on some money sets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious, bro. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. So how many times did you hit in 500 on back squat? I lost track after 12. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You just keep going. Yeah, just, I was just like, should I rack it? I just yeah, 12. Yeah, turn your brain off. <laughs> yeah. What was the second set? Yeah, exactly. Dude, I've been, every <laughs> day like I, I'm like, I'm right. going to get stronger for the second set. I'll go like eight reps, and I'm like, bro, the next set I'll do three. I'm just like, my legs right, are right. toast. Yeah, if you put after. everything you have into that, it's Yeah, because it's still bro. failure. Like, you know, right, like, yeah, you yeah, literally yeah. go to, you can't do it. I'm right, like, right. how are you supposed to have any more for the next set? You just went to failure. Definitely. Uh, yeah. But it gets you strong really fast. Okay, all right. I'll yeah. take note. What do you think about that? I'm, I'm always looking for methods to get strong fast. So, yeah. Um, I, think th- I think that failure sets can definitely do something for you. Yeah. Um, better to push you into, uh, like, scientifically pushes you into a metabolic state that you need to recover from though. So if you're going to do like failure sets, typically before you take a little bit, a bit of a layoff or a, uh, um, deload week. Yeah. Right. So I would can, be smart. Can, so I think they do it like every week though. We, yeah. But then we, <laughs> do, we get like Wednesdays off. So you do it like, I don't think that's like, what he means. I think he I know he's, like he's saying a no, week off, but like we do. I think it like that people can handle recovery. a lot. I think that people can handle. A lot. Yeah. I mean, if you're yeah. like 18 to 22, but you know, um, we'll see. So that's what we did like our, our freshman year of college they don't do it at usc but uh it was a redshirt program and we called it the crucible so it was like the idea was like you don't become a man until you pass this program and it was like the intent is to be as almost difficult as possible and a lot of it's going to be like mental you know like it's not even really to get you stronger it's just more making more mentally tough right and so that the kind of the bulk of it was those squats until failure. But I mean, it was like till failure. Like it wasn't like you're not racking it. It was a dude behind you to pick you up and then people on each side to pick up the weights. Yeah. So it's like you're on the ground. And um, no, I mean, like that's, that was the biggest jump ever in my squat. Like I was a freshman in, in the 500s. Like I was nice. yeah. huge jumps. Yeah. No, I, I, but it kind of like, I do see the mental aspect where it's like, like if you don't ever go through that, you almost have a mental hesitation going under a bar if it's really heavy. And then now like I can go under a bar and just say like, I'm going to just give it everything I have. If you fail, you fail. Right, right. Like people are scared to fail. I think sometimes, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's That goes deep. Yeah. But like metaphorically, but also <laughs> in a lifting sense. Hey, talk to me. Hey, get me right. Talk yeah. to me. No, and, and, and that's, uh, it's called neurological inhibition. Mm. Uh, you actually don't talk know. To me. If, you like don't, if you don't know how to get there, you won't get there well. Right. So a lot of the strength training is just exposing you to something that you're going to have to experience either faster or heavier. Right. And uh, if it's the first time you visited, sometimes that can be a position of no return. Right. Mm. Uh, if, if you, if you're well adapted to that stress and your body knows what it feels like, it's just like a governor in a car, right? If you're, you know, you're driving your Jeep, you got a governor, probably like 65 miles an hour. You're not going to go much higher than that. Uh, that was a little shot, but you probably go like 90, right? 
<laughs> but the car before before the car actually stops, well, I have a Jeep, so it doesn't go very fast. That's what I'm saying. So there's a governor in the Jeep. The engine shaking. the engine can go faster, yeah. but the governor the governor it. knows not to push it into somewhere where it's going to be shaking and, and losing yeah. controls. And so the body works the same way. Uh, one, it's always going to take the easy way out, right? So your, your brain's going to tell you, to, nah, "Don't do that! Don't do that! Don't do that! It's dangerous." Then your body has to go through it, uh, and then there's neurological inhibition. So your body, it, if you feel like, like say you get a heavy back squat, yeah. you have the strength to lift it, but you've never done this heavy or that or that percentage of the of your total max, and you come down and you start to panic and you just like the muscles turn off and yeah. fail. So building up, like that's the concept of the progressive overload, is to just build up to feeling comfortable and confident at certain levels. So I guess working up from 65, 70, 75, 80, right? right? Yeah. It uh, doesn't always need to be linear. Um, but exposing to those higher percentages. And then when you get up to those higher percentages, that's when you start to get stronger, like when it's like 85, 90, 95%. Yeah. And like if you're increasing maximal, every submaximal increases as well. Yeah. So it's definitely good to get there, but you can't train here unless you know what it feels like to, yeah. to get. It's like, all right, this unlocks this, this unlocks this. The aggregate of marginal gains for sure. All right, for sure. That's um, not Sounded smart. Wow. Yeah, that was a business. It goes deep. Um, I don't even. I don't even know what else to say. Marginal yeah, marginal gains. Yeah, marginal it's, gains. It's James Clear. It's a. It's a well known. It's like the theory. Okay. That, like, He's talk educated. to me. Keep going. Yeah. All right, keep no, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. It's I'm like trying to learn. One. It's like progressive overload conceptually. It's yeah. you, you increase little things by one percent. Yeah. And after a year, it's like it's math. It's you know to the power of three sixty five. Mm. And even if you don't, um, just going yeah, crazy. even if you don't, you, you know, if say you only improve 232 times out of 360 a year by the 1%, you're still 10 times better than you were the year before. And right. that's that marginal gain. Well, for instance, like, you know, the, um, the VBT, that, or the velocity trackers that we use that tell yeah. you how fast you're moving. Yeah. If I gave that to someone who was a beginner, they don't know how to move fast. So no matter what weight it is, they're not going to move it with maximum intent unless yeah. you've been under the bar. So it's, it's more of an advanced technique. Right, someone's just starting and they're trying to be smooth up and down with control through yeah, the range of motion. And you're not saying like do this with maximal intent, maximal effort to move this as fast as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Body doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, there's no so, foundation. Right? Yeah. Is it, well, there's no neural network. Mm-hmm. Like you, you probably have the muscle, you have the tendon strength, you have the, the bone density, everything to handle it, but your body doesn't know how to get there because there's no roads leading from the brain into the muscle. Yeah. Mind body connection. Mind body connection. There it is. I just yeah. thought I'd just throw that in there. Yeah, that, that yeah, was yeah, hey, yeah. You're yeah. part of the smart group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just trying to sound like y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I try not to use too much of the actual jargon. Yeah. There's a lot of science to it. Uh, right. The biomechanics is so interesting. Right. It's my, crazy. I, yeah, I have my uh, master's in biomechanics. Okay, yeah, that's and, um, awesome. My undergrad in exercise physiology, my second, the second major from the extra year was nutrition, uh, and then my master's in biomechanics. So That's awesome. It's kind of... How is that a, a two-year or one-year? Uh, I did a two-year program. That's interesting, uh, bro. I might have to look into that. Biomechanics? <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be sick. It is very interesting. You know, I don't know. It's, because it, it, it's, it's, it's good to understand. Um, you know, uh, as an athlete, you tend to have some level of understanding. Understand, for sure. And as a coach that has been an athlete, um, specifically football players, it, it, it seems like uh, football brings another aggression level out of you, and you can kind of understand, like, what people really can handle. Yeah. Uh, and you have that competitive mindset, right? The dogfight mindset. And I'm sure there's, there's plenty of other, other sports that have similar um, traits, but, you know, you, you tend to see so much strength in football. Yeah. It's, 
kind of amazing to see like the progression of, of yeah. you know, what training looks like for whatever population we're working with. I'm curious to like on the topic of biomechanics, what do you think of some of these guys on Instagram that I've seen pop up who like carve out their niche and like different and like unique techniques? Like, have you heard of like the Goda method? Those guys, yeah. there's um, knees over toes is huge. Um, we, I, I mean, I think you let me know what you th- if you think differently, but I think he's pretty legit. I think um, that I think that like so many of these methods that they're highlighting have been around for decades. Okay. Um, so I think that everyone's got great information. Do you want to f- narrowly focus on one single thing, like the niche? Yeah. The niche is the character, right? They may not be this person in real life, but just like uh, Liver King, right? He, that was probably more of a corporate decision to have that character for sure, and to portray that character on film. It's so the, the, <laughs> yeah. Also, if you're trying to build a following, you might as well find a niche so that you can speak to your audience. Mm. But um, as a performance coach, you have to keep building. And you it's got to be all of it. You can't just only yeah. work on these toes, never score, you know. Also, you know, some of the techniques that I've seen, uh, <laughs> after we've had athletes, coaches, and everyone go through those programs. And, yeah. you know, there are things that are useful. Is, For sure. Is that going to, you know, if you just continue to progress that, is that going to help you? Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. I think his whole thing is the knee pain. For sure. He had, like, whatever, 12 surgeries. So he's, like, guys who are having issues with your knees and ligaments and tendons like this is what helped me so. but and and so that he can put his methods together but uh what's to say that just constant attention and corrective exercise and strengthening overall probably eating better and living a more healthier lifestyle no for didn't sure. actually heal all those issues yeah uh, so uh, yeah it's hard to pinpoint exactly and then there's always you know, outliers like, i wouldn't i wouldn't you could be I wouldn't the only guy it. that it works for you know but it, yeah, anyone, everybody's but, different but if it's helpful anyone that's putting out helpful information that's yeah good, try it for right? sure, that's what that's what we're gonna want is more people trying to push the the, the agenda of helping right. people i think that's kind of why we were talking about earlier um it's getting faster every year i think um like, more people are more educated early on. Like, you see kids doing I, – I, I used to train with this guy in Orange County, and he had a, a dude that was, like, six years old who had been working speed training, which is, like, the biomechanic 40 times speed yeah. like mechanics from 6 to 12, 13. Like, that's way younger than when I started. Yeah. And so by the time he's running, his form is, like – crazy good kids and, are know, starting way younger you know dude. what i'm saying and so they, they're just more educated and they're starting earlier and they're they, you know they don't create the That's bad habits there's a, you lot, know? there's a lot more information available too exactly mm. you like, just go on your phone even right? even when i was in high school like you know we would like to get the extra lifts in and whatnot but like where are you gonna get the workouts like do would clip out t nation yeah article oh, let's do this back workout like right exactly. so you know go into the gym and and that's what you're learning uh, luckily i had a really good strength coach in in high school and whole team was just jack jack strong like it was just it was insane it was insane like every and it was like aggressive like everyone was in the weight room like back slaps yeah, 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 back slaps that, 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 just hella like, meatheads yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they would just like keep the doors closed so you'd, we'd come out of it in the morning and, and it would just be like steam coming out of the the weight room everything was uh oh, yeah. everything was timed the the coach was very specific about conditioning mm. um so everything was on like uh, timers basically like start like every set starts in four minutes okay right so and you got to fit four exercises within that time which is typically 30 seconds on 30 seconds off or just maintaining that um, so he paid super close attention and that's that's why i was actually interested in, in exercise physiology when i got into uh, like the kinesiology realm because i was like you know i felt like the conditioning actually helped a lot with the strength 
And turns out that that, that might be the most important thing is the underlying uh, qualities rather than just like the lifts themselves. So like really, can you you expand on that a little? Well, the fuel systems, right? Like, so if you understand what drives the human body or where energy comes from, then you can train the systems that actually give you the energy that you want or that you need to do what you want. So if you want to sprint, you have to use a certain type of energy. ATP, right? Yeah, ATP, VC, the phosphagen system. Um, You know, and then everybody knows the aerobic system. That's your that's your long slow run. Um, Then you have your glycolytics and so there's different levels of you know things that use substrate that don't use substrate and fuel um like what uses carbohydrates what are proteins used for and where does fat fall on the spectrum Mm. Uh, you know fat is a better fuel for oxygen because it produces more energy but it's slower Um, so carbohydrate is a better fast fuel but uh, so that goes through like a middle process or you don't use substrate to sprint Right, you're using ATP, just pure energy. Uh, yeah. And that's where, like, the phosphocreatine or the creatine supplement, uh, creatine. supplements actually help. Because uh, it's just giving you, it's like more, uh, it increases your serum level of your sprint fuel. So there's more sprint fuel, right? Yeah. I just hopped, so I was on creatine in high school, and then, um, I don't I don't even know why I stopped, but, like, maybe two months ago I hopped back on creatine. I've seen a huge difference just in my, like, endurance and my strength and yeah no, recover quicker and all of it as far as performance it's one of the it's one of the most effective things i think and it's research like in what caffeine it's I like the most researched supplement yeah. that exists i think, I think so, yeah yeah, yeah no, and where are you at on supplements like what do you recommend what's good what's bad um i, I guess it really depends on uh every the person obviously um but for you guys for me uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, for you guys in the program we have uh the D3, uh, beta alanine, the glutathione, uh, like you're taking uh, glutamine, creatine, and uh, regular protein. Um, mm. I think there's uh, uh, some amino acids. I think uh, vitamin C is a great thing. Uh, I, I mean, the supplements that I take uh, a little bit more in, in depth. What do you right? take? Uh, well, all that plus, like, let's say, curcumin, uh, omega-3s. Yeah, omega yeah. three is big. Yeah, and those are just things that can help with recovery, fighting inflammation. Right. Um, like the omega threes is electrical impulse, so that's actually your nerves and your muscles and how they work together. Really? Mind body connection. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah so. there you go. Hey. What do you think about Ashwa? What is it? Ashwagandha. Ashwagandha? Everybody's yeah. been on that. What is trend. that, bro? It's like it's some like TikTok, bro. It can increase your uh, production of testosterone. Mm. That's what they're so, saying, right? Does it work or what? Yeah. Like sounds like ayahuasca. Yeah. I think that there's there's so many different herbal. That's like that's why I'm saying like not everyone needs to take everything. Like some people have pretty good levels of, of certain things, um, but the things that are that are definitely impactful, I think that's one of them. Really, uh, and you've tried it? Uh, I I used to take the little gummies. Uh-huh. Just, you know, it. Uh, I try not to use too many supplements with like uh, like I guess gelatin. Like oh, things that are yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The supplements that I take tend to be very very clean, uh, right? You know, liposomal type, or like powders or something, uh, or pills. Well, yeah, just anything without like binding agents or gelatin, yeah, right? Sure. Okay, so, like processed, more processed. Yeah, so if there's a, I guess a better source of ashwagandha, you know, put me on. Oh. Okay, um, but but I think there's there's Might definitely a benefit to that. <laughs> Some ayahuasca, <laughs> ashwagandha. <laughs> Ayahuasca. Yeah, all right. But did you see Aaron? That's what Aaron Rodgers is doing. 
Well, <laughs> I did see that. I did see that. But he's, yeah, he's doing like a three day retreat in the darkness to figure out if he wants to keep playing football. He, he, he's open him, about man. that. I love him. Huh? Dude. He's open about that. You just said it. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, it was like I think he said it on the McAfee show. Mm. He's like, all right, like, I'm just gonna take three days in the in the desert in the darkness. Uh, you know, no technology, nothing. Presumably on some sort of drugs, and uh, figure things out. Definitely. Yeah. So, well, he's been pretty open about his like recent use of ayahuasca, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that is. It is. It is. I mean, but, you know, in in terms of, like, mental health, you've seen so many different ways that... It can uh, be useful. Yeah, like, uh, uh, MDMA can be useful. Um, Psilocybin. Psilocybin, yeah. It's it's super useful. And so we've done... For the brain. uh, With our our Venture Labs, the people that created that app that you guys use for cognition. Yeah. um, You know, we've we've done some work with cognition with um, the Army, like, the military gaming teams. Um, and and race car drivers and like kind of compared uh, how cognitive abilities between athletes, race car drivers, um, and the the gamers, like would all match up. And so I got to uh, get to know kind of the instructors of the gamers, mm. and they were all like mental health. Like um, they would actually treat people with psilocybin. And she was explaining that like literally with like the smallest dose, you can uh, you can cure um, like PTSD, yeah. anxiety, depression, just like with microdosing, just, right? And, uh, or I, I or more like than I said I don't know okay. to recommend to recommend it, but they were saying they're using like one single dose would actually cause an effect. Yeah, and I think that would have like probably uh, a controlled environment, right? Sure. Someone to guide you through, or or so that you're not a shaman. <laughs> yeah, a shaman. <laughs> shaman. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah. Talk to Lucy one time, bro. <laughs> I think a shaman's important. Being able, <laughs> being able to pull information from the spiritual realm is something that not a lot of people can do. So right, it's definitely there. So no, but I have. Uh, did you hear that that podcast with the? Um, geez, I can't remember his name. But it was this mycelium mushroom expert on Rogan, and like all he does is research them. I'll send it to you. It's crazy. Nice. And so he was talking about like um, you know psilocybin and like the benefit. Even athletes are like a lot of guys are microdosing it. Yeah. And then Rogan referenced uh, one of his buddies is like a Olympic karate athlete and he micro he microdoses swears by it and he claims that he can anticipate and almost see his opponent's moves before they happen so i mean i don't know whether you know whether you want to like believe that or not but like he like dudes are swearing by it so it's interesting and like the research is wild well it's just what it does for your brain it allows you to see a perspective without the preconceived notions that you've developed over the years Right, so it might be seeing something for the very first time and actually being able to see beauty in it, like without the smudges of your typical lens, mm. um, is the way that it, it's been explained to me. Cool. Yeah. Maybe we'll hop on it. <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> All together. I think, <laughs> All right, bro. I think uh, Mike Tyson's been doing something like that on the on the podcast. <laughs> oh, he'll eat handfuls of them on podcasts yeah. and just go crazy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> 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 That's wild. We appreciate so, you coming on. Yeah. Thanks thank for you. Awesome talk. That was fun. Yeah, next time will be uh, an ayahuasca trip. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs>